And the only way we're going to make it is through His grace and His mercy and His forgiveness. Listen, people have preached the goodness of God and, and, and they, they deceive people because they may think that the goodness of God is only blessings and, and how healthy you are and how much money you got and stuff like that. But that's not true. I saw the goodness of God in some of the hard times in my life. Come on, somebody. I saw the faithfulness of God when I was at the bottom. Never in my life as I've ever seen more God doing work in my life as when I was going through trials. Thank God the goodness of God. Thank God we experienced the prosperity of the Lord. Thank God we, we experienced health and all those good things. You know? But it, it, sometimes it, I grow through the hard times. Come on, somebody. Yeah, we all do. Hallelujah. Sometimes I try to put a tape on that. That's all right. I'm holy. Uh, sometimes we, 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 we grow through the, the trials that are hard. Sometimes we, it's, it's not easy. It's not always easy to say God is faithful. Because sometimes he's faithful when you're down on the bottom. Like I said, sometimes he's faithful when the money's not there and the sickness is in your body. Sometimes he's faithful in things that, you know, that doesn't, Mean good, it doesn't mean prosperity. Or, not, or does it mean prosperity? Because something inside is prospering. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to I try my very best to bring out the truth about God's faithfulness tonight. I think for years, and it's my fault, I've never could truly grab a hold of how powerful is my salvation. In the eyes of God, it's just not like I said Sunday morning. It's not saved today and lost tomorrow. I think salvation is a powerful thing. I think it's something that God met us to have for eternity. Like I told somebody the other day, you know, I believe in eternal security on the one condition. If you're in the will of God. I can prove that scripturally. In John chapter uh, Verse, 1 John chapter 1, verse 15, where it says, Love not the world, neither things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not him. All is in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh. And the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And that very verse says, He that doeth the will of God, abide it forever. <laughs> I've been stuck with this thing with, are you in God's will? Come on. Are you in, in the will of God tonight as a believer? Have you been faithful in the things that God has told you to do? That's some tough questions because, you know, I asked my wife one this morning, a tough one, and, and I was, me and Boogie started the discussion about now, and I said, Janice, it's not about you, whether you're going to heaven or not or with rapture. I said, what if, and that's just to, to take it for analogy, what if you wake up tomorrow and I'm gone, the rapture had happened? I'm asking you the same question. What if you wake up tomorrow and everybody in your house is gone, but you're left behind? What argument will you have with the Lord? What, 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 this, what, what, what are you going to tell God? God, I went to church. I should have gone. God, I read my Bible. I should be there. I mean, I mean, I said a sinner's prayer. Why am I left here? Yeah, but there's just something that came to my mind. Something came to my spirit. I don't know what I'd do if I'd wake up and she's gone. Boogie's gone. 
Come on, somebody. Just imagine for a minute, you thought all this time you were going to heaven and everybody in your house is gone and you're left behind. And I think a lot about salvation, that salvation is just not you going to church. As wonderful as that is, a Christian ought to be in church. A Christian ought to be in church. He ought to be reading his Bible, her Bible. He ought to be praying and seeking the Lord. But you can't hold your salvation because you stepped through those doors. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. God is faithful to his word. God will never let us fall, okay? God will never let us. He'll reach out to us. He'll give the grace and mercy to deal with you. So you don't have to miss the rapture. What would be your first thought? If you wake up and the rapture happens and you did not go. I'm not saying nobody's not going. Let's just use that finality, okay? Let's just use that to make a point. What would you feel like? <laughs> what, what would be your heart? What, 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 would, you grow, would, you, would you blame God? Would you blame the church? Would you blame the preacher? Or would you blame yourself? And the point I'm saying is that God is faithful to his word. You know what I'm saying? God is faithful to his word. Are you faithful to his word? The rapture's going to happen. It's coming whether you go or not. Because God said it would happen. Okay? Jesus is coming back. Somebody say amen. amen. And you know what? I'm, I'm a Bible-believing Christian, a, a rapture-believing Christian. I believe he's coming. But I have to examine my own heart to make sure I'm right with God. I don't want to wake up and my wife is gone and Boogie's gone in the house. They live in my house and everybody I know that's born again gone and I'm standing there like, a, like some big fool knowing that what have I missed? Come on, somebody. I thought I was all right with God. How faithful is God? He's all faithful. We're the problem. I'll tell you what. When you self-examine your own heart, I told my wife that this morning. We, we talk about things in the morning early. <laughs> we talk about things like this because I understand that I can relate some stuff to her and she relates it back to me, okay? And it's some good conversation. And I've, I've, I want to talk about mercy tonight because why would the... Listen, if, if I'm right with God, I ought to see above... Or, Ahead of what people see, because sometimes people just see a person, they're sinning and, 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 and they're going through all kinds of trouble, and, and, and all, of my, all of a sudden we read sin on them. And, and sometimes that's true. But sometimes there's a test taking place in that person's life. We've been reading through the book of Job, me and her, and you know what? I found out something about Job. Job's heart was right with God, and he was perfect, the Bible says. As far as, as, far as a human being, I'm not saying he never sinned, but as far as a human, as a human being, he was perfect. 
How would you like to wake up tomorrow morning, all your, all your, your, your future is gone, your, money, your finances, your, your kids are all dead, hallelujah. Job had cattle, he had, he had camels, he had all kind of substance. And all of a sudden, in one day, the devil took all that he had and, and turned around and killed his ten children. Who had the right to be angry at God more than Job? But he said, the Lord give it. <laughs> And the Lord take it away. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can any of you do that if something like that would happen to you? I, I don't know. <laughs> but where his heart was, with his God, is where he, he stood upon. And after his wonderful Christian brothers came to exhort him, and they sat there for seven days near Job, and they all of a sudden started Job is because you sinned. Oh, that's just because a man is going through a trial and a test, because he's facing hardship, that doesn't mean he's in sin. Well, somebody listen to me now. <laughs> Where are we going as believers in the mercy that we distribute to people? You remember the story about the, the man that owed this king all kind of money in the New Testament. And the king says, you're going to pay. I'm going to throw you in jail. I'm going to sell your family. I'm going to sell everything you got. And you, you're going to pay that debt. Well, he said, have mercy on me, king. I'll pay everything. And the king had compassion on him and forgave him the debt. Now, he probably owed him, I don't know, millions of dollars. I don't know. I don't know how much he was worth. But he went and find somebody that owed him maybe $20. So you pay me what you owe me. He said, well, the man said, I'm going to pay you. Give me a little time. And he went and he threw that man in jail for $20. (laughs) He just had forgotten. Come on. He just had gotten forgiven millions of dollars. And he wouldn't have compassion on a man that owed him $20. And the king heard that and he told him, come here, man. You're going to get one prison to you pay. If you're not going to forgive somebody their, their debt, I'm not going to forgive yours. And, and, and the king had him thrown into prison till the debt was paid. You were free, dummy. You, you were free and you couldn't show the same compassion and the same mercy on somebody else that, you, that, that owed you less than I, I, you owed me. Or we don't mind God throwing all the mercy on us, but we have a little problem trickling a little bit of mercy on somebody else God's faithful to take care of you and he expects you to show mercy to someone else the mercy of God is going to flow through your grace that you receive of the Lord the mercy you receive of God I can't love my wife till I first love God I can't have show mercy to someone tells God has first shown me mercy. And he has. <laughs> His mercies are new every day. Okay? I'm talking too much. Let me get this. <laughs> and you wake up and you're left behind. Maybe it's because you wouldn't show mercy to someone or forgive someone. People say, well, that ain't don't sound right. I mean, I've been faithful. and I, Listen, 
It's about where your heart's at, not where your feet are. <laughs> come on, somebody. It's not a by the times you come to church, and I thank God I, I want people to come to church all the time. I want them to read their Bible. But when the heart is right, the person is right. Come on, somebody. Has God showed us mercy? Let me read a little bit on how good God is to you. And this is God speaking in our book of Isaiah, chapter 50. I'm sorry, 54. I should turn there. 54, verse 9. God is speaking to Isaiah about his mercy to the nation of Israel. Well, no, he even goes further than that. He, he, deals, he compares it to the time of Noah. Jesus said it like this, As he was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. He said they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying and giving in marriage to the day that Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came. I don't know about you, but look at, look at society today. They ain't more worried about the, the church is not worried about the coming of the Lord. Seriously. They're not concerned about Jesus coming more than the man in the moon. The church has gotten so socialistic and so, so uh, selfish. Now all they can see now is building their empire. Their ministries. That's right. Their ministries, not God's ministries. <laughs> God is speaking, and I think that, 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 that same God that's speaking to Isaiah, in our book of Isaiah, to the Jewish people, to Israel, is speaking to us. Because it's, it's talking about God's character, okay, in this verse. Verses uh, 9 says, For this is like the, wa- like the waters of Noah to me. Okay, now what does that mean? God saved Noah and eight people in that ark. Because Noah was a a man that feared God, preacher of righteousness. Noah went around, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, Noah went around and he said, a flood is coming. God is angry at your sins. Repent. Come with me into this ark. But they probably laughed at him. Said the man is an idiot building a boat on dry land. But he's going to float it on the dew. There's no oceans around. There's nothing that he can. I mean, this is a nut. <laughs> and I'm not saying he said that, but that's, that's apparently the picture we get because Noah preached. A flood is coming. God is Jesus. I mean, well, Jesus. God is coming. And he spoke judgment upon society because society had gotten so corrupt. And God showed Noah his grace. Amen? I said, God showed Noah his grace. For it's like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn. I'm going to stop there a minute because God is telling after Noah... No longer will I destroy the earth for man, for their wickedness, because wickedness is in their heart continually. It didn't take them long after that, the flood to go down, that they were already building a temple to pagan gods. 
Nimrod had erected up a temple to the spirit world. And he was going to, you know, they were going to serve other gods. They, they, they believed that even Noah's sons were still alive when, when Nimrod was doing this. It, I mean, uh, not history, but tradition says that Noah's son, I think it's Shem, the one that killed Nimrod. They had, I don't know, thousands of people maybe by this time. But Noah, God said he's not going to destroy the earth anymore for the sake of man because man's hearts are wicked continually. God knew that even in Noah, the righteous Noah and his righteous sons, there was a seed of sin. But God made a way that Noah could, could make it and, and, and flood above the, float above the flood, be spared from the judgment, his judgment. That was the mercy of God. And he brings out his mercy right here when he says, The waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth. So I have sworn. God made a vow. That's what he meant. That he would never destroy it again. Okay? For the sake of men. That I would not be angry with you. Nor rebuke you. That doesn't mean God doesn't rebuke us. He's saying, I'm not going to destroy the earth anymore because of man. I'm not going to be angry, that angry to, well, I'm a, I'm a white man off the face of the earth ever again. Come on, somebody. Because God knew the only way to reach men is through Jesus Christ. He did get another ark ready. His name is Jesus. He did prepare another ark. His name is Christ. Come on, somebody. So I'm not going to rebuke you or be angry. And all he's saying is that I'm not going to destroy the planet, destroy man again, because man is continually wicked. Man's going to continue sin. There's going to come a day when I'm going to judge man on this earth, that I'm going to take man and I'm going to judge him. And during the tribulation period, I'm going to get rid of wickedness. You know what tribulation is? It's all it is is a time to let sin destroy itself. And it's coming. He says... For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. <laughs> Come on, thank you, Jesus, for that. Jesus' love will never depart from you. His kindness and his mercy will never depart from you. As long as you're in God's will, as long as you're serving the Lord, you can walk and put your head up high. Jesus is with you, praise God. Jesus loves you. His mercy is there for you. His grace is there for you. Listen, God is not going to judge you anymore. Because of that one thing. Listen, I'm not, I'm, not going to hell because, I'm not going to heaven because of me. I'm going to heaven because of Jesus. Jesus is mercy. When God looks at me, he says, Lanny is born again. The blood of Jesus is on his life. When, he's going to, when I'm going to stand before the Lord, he's not going to see my, my sins. He's going to see Jesus' blood. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Praise God. He's not going to see my, my, my mess ups. He's not going to see my downfalls. He's going to see the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Listen, I'm not telling you, you oh, sinning is all right. You don't get that even in your head. If you're sinning, you're separating yourself from God. But if you're living for the Lord, God's grace and mercy is always going to be there, man. This is not a, a fairy tale God we're talking about. He's real. He's powerful. He's awesome. And he knows what he's doing. Amen. He's not, listen, man is the problem. Not God's fault we got sin on this earth. That comes from Adam and Eve. Come on, somebody. Sickness doesn't come from God. It comes from Adam and Eve. It comes from man. I 
I look at it this way. A lot of people turn around and they blame God for everything. God had nothing to do with cancer. God has nothing to do with disease. God has nothing to do with, with babies dying in their mother's womb. That's man's fault. Hallelujah. God had a perfect plan. Listen to me. God's mercy was covered in Adam and Eve. They could have lived forever. They didn't have to die. They forfeited that for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. They wanted to be like God. That's what the devil told them. He said, you, you, listen, God doesn't want you to know you can be like him. You get no good and evil. Come on, somebody. But he made a mercy ship called the ark. <laughs> Come on. Listen, that'll preach, man. Listen, he made a mercy ship called the ark. And the door was open. As long as Noah was building that ark, men could have come. He offered mercy to men. He didn't want to destroy men on the earth. Men corrupted themselves. God's mercy ship was open. The door was wide open. Men could have came in. Hallelujah. And he told Noah, when it was time, come you and your family and every animal, whatever, two kind, whatever, come thou into the ark. Where does God have to be to say come in? He was in the ark with Noah. He was floating with Noah. All those Months and days while Noah was in the ark. God was in that ark with Noah. Come thou into the ark. He didn't tell Noah to go in the ark. <laughs> come on. He didn't tell Noah to go in the ark. He said, come into the ark. Listen, when you're going through trials, God said, come in. When you're facing a storm, God says, come in. <laughs> when, you, when you're going through the rough times of life, remember, God has not forsaken you. Some of the, the hardest lessons I've ever learned in my faith to learn to trust God is when I was going through something and his mercy was there. I would never trade those, those lessons for nothing. You know, I never learned what a pastor was going through until I became one. <laughs> Listen, I've never learned. When I came back over here, when Brother Mike was here, I, I, I had a little bit more understanding because I went through it myself for about five years. And I saw in Henderson, I, man, people, hard, Christian people are some of the hardest people to live with. <laughs> and that's not a day I didn't, you know, I personally, I'm talking about my own personal, you know, opinion about the man of God. It's that I knew. But you never know what somebody's going through today. Go, you go through it yourself. Come on, somebody. I can't tell somebody when it when has a child that dies, I know what you're going through. No, I don't know. Because it never happened to me. I never, I never could tell somebody, well, I know what you're going through with this cancer. I know what you, no, I've never had cancer. And I could tell somebody when a, a spouse dies, I know what you're going through because I never had it happen yet. If the Lord will come and one of them, it's going to happen. But it never happened yet. But I can tell you things that I've gone through and things that led me to a greater faith in the Lord. And I'm telling you what, I'm here as a testimony to the faithfulness of God. And you're here as a testimony. You could be dead today. Huh? You could, you could be sick and in a hospital somewhere, facing disease and, 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 and your body's stricken by, by illness and, and, and some of the most horrible things we could think of. But God has you here tonight. 
And his mercy endures forever. In verse, and let me read this again. The mountains shall depart and the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. And I'm reading out of New King James. My kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. <laughs> Who's God talking to? He's talking to us. That, that relates back to the character of God. That, that, that's not about an Old Testament scripture. That's about God's heart. You know, who, who, who's talking here? God. God don't ever change. How he felt about the children of Israel is how he feels about you today. His peace will never be removed. See, God is always out there reaching. He's telling, I am the way. I am the truth. I'm the light. I'm the peace. I'm the hope. I'm the salvation. God is not, God's not going to destroy the planet Earth again through a flood. Come on, somebody. His, he says, I'm not, man's corrupt. Listen, I'm in, uh, listen, I, 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 <laughs> I've been doing this a while. I mean, living as a believer. And I've never seen the corruption I see right now. Something as sacred as government at one time in this country has corrupted itself. There's, there's no desire for man's peace. It's only about power. And even in the church. Man, I was listening to some so-called preachers, and I wouldn't call them preachers. I just call them filthy lucres. That's what they are. They're begging for airplanes costing millions of dollars. And yet they're confessing that they're almost billionaires themselves. Going to go grab some money. Ask some poor person that's barely making their, their, their bills uh, uh, going to ask them to give them money to f- furnish them a, 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 them an airplane that costs, I think the last one, $24 million. I said to myself, you're nothing but a thief. It's not about the heart of people. It's about how far they can fill their pockets. It makes me angry. I, I, don't have, I, I started watching Jan said, your blood pressure is going to go up. Listen, listen, they got preachers that out there that are struggling, man. Little preachers that are in little churches like this one. You know, and all around America that can't hardly make it. Just a Catholic, they got to work to try to minister the gospel. And these, these things are, 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 are sitting on big means. You want to do something with those millions of dollars you pay? Send it to help these poor preachers uh, preach the gospel. Want to do something for the kingdom of God? God is angry. He's angry. Little I'm going to get it. I don't know why that thing don't stay on my ear for the life of me. I'm pushing it. But anyway, God is angry. But his mercy still holds on. I personally believe the only reason America is still standing up in this is because of God-fearing people. Like Coda Holmes, Full Gospel Church. That love the Lord. New beginnings. They're doing a good work over there. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. They're preaching the gospel. Churches that are out there. Isaac, they started associating themselves with one in Abbeville. Good man of God. Man, they, they're going to good work there. It's not these big mega churches. I'm talking about little churches sprouting up. Little churches here holding the faith. 
Remember what, remember what uh, the Lord told Abraham? If I find 10 righteous in the city, I will not destroy it. Because of the light, Mr. Kathy, the, the faith of God's people, the Lord, everybody here, is because we're standing on God's word. Come on, somebody. That is mercy. is always abundant. You remember when I said the other day, and I still say stuck in my God's word is settled in heaven. He promised to you. He said it right here. My kindness shall not depart from you. Somebody say amen. amen. My kindness shall not depart from you. Nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. Says the Lord who has mercy on you. Who has mercy on you. Listen, I'm a believer. You're a believer. I put my trust in Christ. You put your trust in Christ. And as a child of God, every word that God has spoken to those that are faithful is coming to pass. I was telling Jan's the other night, we get up and I said, do, do we really believe God? I mean, Seriously. Do we really believe what his word says? Do we, we really hold to what he promised? I mean, I got to look at this on my own spiritual, you know, walk with God. I just don't want to say I believe in God. I want to say I believe God. I had that question, and I've been saying that for a couple of years now. Everywhere I go, I talk to some Christians. I said, do you believe God? Oh, yeah. No, no, do you believe him? Two, two different questions. If we can hold to the faith in what God says, his peace will never leave you. He won't remove his peace from you. Devil will come. See, it's hard when people don't say, how can I hold to the peace of God with my whole life? People, are, my family, everybody, things falling around. Because you got to hold on to it. You got to remember God promised it. Just because you're going through a trial, Jesus says, impossible that tribulation will not come. But be of good courage. I have overcome the world. Jesus said it's going to happen. Tribulation trials are going to happen. But you've got to hold on to God's word. Because the peace of God is what's going to build you up. I said it the other day. And I said, you know, let the peace of God, the Bible says, rule your heart. That word rule means to govern. If that peace is not governing your heart, then you ain't going to enjoy your salvation. You're not going to enjoy your peace. You're not going to enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the, the things of the Lord. That peace of God has to rule our heart. I'm almost finished, praise God. I write this down and I never, I never finish. Uh, let, me, let me go in the New Testament, okay? 1 Corinthians, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13. Is God merciful? Yes, he is. Is God faithful? Yes, he is. Toward who? Toward you. You know, I, a lot of dear brothers that used to sit here all going to go meet the Lord right now. They're with the Lord. I think about them a lot. You know, when you need something, you remember, okay? They're, they're in glory. They've graduated. They're with the Lord. And they're with the Lord forever. 
And they, they don't have to worry about sin anymore. <laughs> they don't have to worry about sickness anymore. They don't have to worry about defeat anymore. They don't have to worry about anxiety anymore. They've made it, okay? And now all they have to do, because they stayed faithful, and they trusted in the Lord, they're with him today. Kind of makes you a little envious. What about me? I want to be there too. Well, we'll be. We'll be. What a day that will be when my Savior I shall see. How the song goes? Look upon his face. See him. So I forgot. But anyway, we'll see it one day, okay? God is faithful. And this is a, this is a verse that I wouldn't, probably wouldn't think I'd read through this, but listen to it. No temptation has, over, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. Watch. Temptation is going to be there, all right? You're not going to get away from it. Jesus said in his prayer, said, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But the common temptation of lust and greed and self, all these things that only devil could, the devil can orchestrate, that's when we stop ourselves and say, this is not God. This is not part of who God is. This is not part of what Jesus is. If I feel this, it's sin, or going to be sin. Because temptation is not a sin. It's yielding to the temptation that's the sin. To be tempted is not a sin, okay? There's no temptation but such as coming to men, but God is faithful to do what? He will not allow us to be tempted above that which, which we're able. In other words, he's saying that God is not going to put you into a, a, a condition that you can't overcome. You understand that? He's not going to allow you to be tempted to, to make you fall. Because, believe it or not, you can say no to sin. <laughs> huh? You don't have to bend to the will of the flesh. You can say no to sin. You can, you can say in your heart, this is not God. It's sin against God, and I'm not going to yield to it. So you don't have to. Because God, God didn't put you in a place to make you fall. He didn't allow something to come over you that you cannot overcome. All right? Because why would he do it? He's testing your faith, okay? He's testing your loyalty, your love toward him, your devotion toward him. When temptation comes, you will be tested. We're not allowed to be tempted beyond that which you're able, but with temptation will also make a way to escape. And you know what that escape is? The blood of Jesus. <laughs> what does that escape? The cross. What does that escape? Victory through Christ. Yeah. You got to trust in his word. You got to trust in him and what he says. That you may be able to bear it, okay? Believe me, what you go through, God knows you can bear it. Okay? When faith is when faith is present, when 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 uh, the blood is present, when this, the peace of God is present, you can go through anything. Listen to me. You can go through anything, okay? As long as your father's with you. 
Because he's not going to let you fall. And he's not going to put you through a condition that would cause you to fall. That's not who God is. But he will let you be tempted. You don't have to turn there, but let me go ahead and read uh, chapter, uh, for 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. It means God's not holding it back. He's going to give you what he promised you. As some count slackness, but he's long-suffering toward us. Thank God he's long-suffering toward us. Because we're hard-headed. <laughs> Sometimes God's got to do, God's got to be patient with us. <laughs> and he knows the heart of man. The heart of man will fight God. That man sitting in here the other day heard the gospel. And he, he ran from God. <coughs> now he's crying out to the same God he refused to acknowledge. Because you know why? He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> Can't hardly talk. But he wants to give God glory with his life. It's bad when you got to get to that place. You want to run from me? I'm going to let you see what sin can do in your life. But God saved him. Okay? God saved him. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What? Why do you think he ain't come yet? <laughs> He's, he's long-suffering. He wants to bring in as much as he can. He wants to draw hearts to him. God don't desire to destroy the planet or destroy mankind. He wants to, he wants to save as much as he, he's, he's gonna, he can save. And he's long-suffering. He's long-suffering because man is wicked. Sometimes man has got to go through something so that before they can see the goodness of God. That repentance could come. If, if, if that's why the Lord is long suffering. That's why He's not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness. But God is long suffering that men should repent. He wants to draw men to Him. I'm going to read you one more verse, okay? It's, I'm going to read you out of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. It says, If we are faithless, now listen to this. No matter what you do, he remains faithful. <laughs> Watch. You can doubt and sin all you want. God will always be faithful. You can be faithless, not trust him. God's word will still be sure. Okay? It no matter what decision you make, to serve him or not, God's word will still be sure. Amen? He cannot deny himself. It's impossible. God is not going to deny his word. He's not going to deny his son. He's not going to deny himself. No matter what you do, his word is still sure. And he says, nevertheless, the soul, the soul, found, soul found, solid foundation of God stands. Now you might be reading it a little bit different in King James, but in New King James, nevertheless, the, the solid foundation of God stands. What is his foundation? What is that solid foundation? That rock, Jesus. His word. Amen? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That foundation is God's word. It's Jesus. It'll never change. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Not everybody in church is a Christian. 
I hate to say not everybody in church is going to go to heaven. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If you're a Christian, you flee sin. If you want to sin, you're separated from God. But God's foundation is still there. No matter what you do, it still stands, okay? It's still, it's still solid. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. That becomes a, a, a message of faithfulness from the Lord. I'm not always faithful. But he is. Come on, somebody. I'll fail, but he never fails. <laughs> I'm, I'll sin sometimes. But he never sins. He never lies. He's never defeated. <laughs> He don't see corruption. God is holy. God is just. God is perfect. God, God is righteous. Everything we desire, and he promises that to us if we want it. No, we can't ever be like God, but we can be like him. You know what I'm saying? In our thoughts, in our obedience to him. What separates a man from God? His faithfulness? Sin. Right out rebellion against the Lord. Okay? I know this is not a popular message. You don't hear the word sin in church no more. And as much as I want to encourage you tonight, this salvation is based on whether you're going to trust in God and depart from evil. Mm -hmm. If you're going to walk with the Lord, I feel his presence. If you're going to make a choice that Jesus Christ is who you're going to live your life for, that you're going to serve him till the day you die or till the rapture happens, whatever comes first. And the question I have is, where are you with the Lord tonight? Are you faithful to him? Are you, are, are you, are you you're faithful to his word? Listen, I can't go to your house and make you read your Bible. I can't go to your house and make you pray. That's stupid. That, that, that is not my job. But I, my job is to tell you what's going to happen when you don't do it. I'm not taking you to heaven. <laughs> I'm not God. I can't, I can't make the decision to, to, for God to accept you. That has to be you. You have to decide in your own personal life that Jesus Christ is going to be Lord of my life. And be faithful to him. Where would you be tonight if the rapture happened? <laughs> Please, I'm not judging anybody. I'm saying for myself, I said to God, I have to ask my own self that question. And I, we was driving in the dump truck two days ago. And me and Bogus, I said, Bug. And I tell you, that's true. I, I, it's not just because my son. I don't know no more faithful young man than that one. Boogie. Because he loves the Lord. He wants to serve God with his life. But I said, if, if you wake up tomorrow and me and mama's gone, what, what, what are you going to think? How are you going to feel? What's going to be in your heart? Who are you going to be angry at? <laughs> I told Janice, I said, if that happens to me, my heart will fall, fall out my chest. To know I, I could have been in with the Lord. <laughs> 
And all he's asking me to do is to trust him. How do you get to heaven? Trust him. How do you get to heaven? Believe him. Stand on his word. Stand on what he did at Calvary. That's, that's what, I, you know, are you able, even after the rapture, have you left here behind here, where are you going to go from there? What's going to be there? I don't even want to make that decision because I'm planning on going. I hope you all are planning on going. I want to go to heaven, man. When it calls, I want to go. I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be left in this, in this world. The face was coming up. Because there's never going to be a time like it ever on the earth again, the Bible says. Never since man was on the earth. That's how bad it's going to be. They got men in government right now are planning this event for you. To kill you. To destroy the church. It's happening right now. I'm here in our own ministration. So see, right now, talking about restricting Christians from what they can say. and, and They're coming after us. But God is with us. When the world came against Noah, he was in the ark. <laughs> Trust the Lord. How many remember what we was talking about Sunday? When I was just asking, how will you serve God? Where we, you know, Jesus loves you tonight. And the last thing he would want you not to do is to come to church. He wants you in church. He wants you to, to seek his face. But are you right with him tonight? And I hope everybody is. No, I'm not picking on him. I'm talking about what would he, if, if, could we hold that we were faithful to him? The rapture happens. I don't want to get up and see my wife gone, and I'm not going. Listen, I believe we're soon. It's soon. I mean, I've never saw so much trouble, so much hatred. So, the, only, the only country that's really standing up fully right now for, is supposed to be America, and that's about to fall. When that falls, look, our own president, Biden, right now, has made a league with the, 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 the uh, Iranian people, people to, to, to come against Israel. Oh, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing when that happens. You're asking God's judgment. You're asking God's judgment. He's already coming, ready to take the Arabian people and come against Israel. We better wake up. Mm. God, you curse God's people. You curse. Hey, let's stand up a minute. I believe this is the word of the Lord. I mean, I th- maybe I, I, I'm not eloquent enough to bring it out. <laughs> But my heart, I want to know. I want to I be ready. God is faithful. He's not going to change his word. It's not God, the problem is us. Right? I want everybody in this place to make it. I want everybody that claims the name of Jesus to be blessed. And tonight is a night where we can make a difference and start seeking God, God's word. Not my word. <laughs> Listen, I got the, the ability in me, if I want. I've been married for 30, almost 39, 40 years, Jane. Almost 40 years already. But I can commit adultery on my wife if I want. Because of the flesh. I don't. 
But I mean, it's, it's there. If I, if I want to disobey her, hurt her and hurt God. And she could do the same thing. It's because the seed of the flesh is evil. My fear for God is greater than my flesh, I believe, right now. So I'm, not, I st- I'm not saying I got it all perfect yet, but I know right now I would never hurt her. People look at me funny, and I say I, would, I wouldn't give 10 Miss Americas for her. And I mean it. The, the point I'm saying is that her faithfulness draws me to her. And I hope the same thing. But you know, that first has to come from the Lord. If you're faithful to God, I'm going to pass it to her. And vice versa. I'm going to pass it to you as, as believers in this church, as the pastor of this church. I plan on being faithful here. I don't want to, listen, I don't want, listen, I said, I'm going to appreciate that I die if that's what he wants. I, don't, I just, I mean, whatever God wants. Because this is God's church. It ain't Lanny's church, it's God's church. Not your church, but this is the place he gave us to worship. He wants us to come, acknowledge him, worship him. And when I see that, I say, God, listen, I have no pressure because I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to be faithful. And you have no pressure. All you have to do is be faithful to the word of God. Be faithful to the Lord. Amen? Amen? Lord, we're going to call this God's faithfulness. Amen? That's what we're going to call it. Are you faithful? No, no. God is faithful. Are you faithful? That's what you need to... Because, you know, people on the internet are hearing this. <laughs> Seriously, there are people on the internet hearing this. Man, we got a lot of... A lot of them. People uh, listen to this little podcast going from quarter homes. If all places, huh? Seriously. <laughs> God said he's going to set the, the last days. This gospel is going to be preached out to all the world. And you think, even here, even here, it's saying over the internet, they're hearing it. They can hear it all across the planet if they want. <laughs> That's amazing. God is faithful. Amen. Let's, let's, let's close, okay? Lord, I thank you for tonight, and I just thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, help us to be faithful, to love you, to trust you, to be with you. And to serve you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for what you did at Calvary. Jesus' name. Hallelujah.